Polyphonic Press, the podcast where two music fans pick a classic album completely at random. Using the patented random album generator, they are given an album to review from a curated list of over 1,000 classic releases spanning multiple genres. And now onto the show. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Boyd and John Van Dyke. Hey, welcome to Polyphonic Press. I'm Jeremy Boyd. I'm John Van Dyke. And uh, let's not waste any time. We've got the patented random album generator right in front of us here. Uh, so let's hit the button and see what album we're going to be listening to this week. And the album we're going to be listening to is Bob Marley and the Wailers, Exodus. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so let's... Uh, I'm not too familiar with... I know this is a really important album in his uh in his catalog but i not that i'm not familiar with the whole album yeah bob marley has sort of just kind of been one of those people who's you know their his hits have been like here and there and 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 you sort of hear them but we i never really dove into his catalog or anything like that i don't think i've heard a whole studio album from him yeah um so what let's hear this is what it says on uh on allmusic.com says after the success of 1974's Natty Dread and 1976's Rastaman Vibration Bob Marley was not only the most successful reggae musician in the world he was one of the most powerful men in Jamaica powerful enough in fact that he was shot by gunmen who broke into his home in December 1976, days before he was to play a massive free concert intended to ease tensions days before a contentious election for Jamaican Prime Minister. Uh, In the wake of the assassination attempt, Marley and his band left Jamaica and settled in London for two years, where he recorded 1977's Exodus. Thematically, Exodus represented a subtle but significant shift for Marley. While he continued to speak out against political corruption and for freedom and equality for third world people, his lyrics dealt less with with specifics and more with generalities and the need for peace and love, though uh, so much things to say, guiltiness, and the heathen demonstrate the bullets uh, had taken only so much sting out of Marley's lyrics. And while songs like Exodus and One Love slash uh, People Get Ready were anthemic, they also had less to say than the more pointed material from Marley's earlier albums. However, if Marley had become more wary in his point of view, and not, <clears throat> and not without good cause, his skill as a songwriter was as strong as ever, and Exodus boasted more than a few classics, including the title song, Three Little Birds, Waiting in Vain, and Turn Your Lights Down Low, tunes that defined Marley's gift for sounding laid-back and incisive at once. His gifts as a vocalist were near their peak on these sessions, bringing a broad range of emotional color to his performances, and this lineup of the Wailers, anchored by bassist Aston Family Man Barrett, drummer Carlton Barrett, and guitarist Julian Jr. Mervyn, is surprising is superb effortlessly in the pocket throughout. Exodus was recorded at a time when Bob Marley was learning about the unexpected costs of international stardom, but it hadn't yet sapped his creative strengths, and this is one 
this is one of the finest albums in his stellar catalog. Okay. This album was released on the 3rd of June, 1977. Uh, Genre is reggae. Uh, The label is Island Records and produced by Bob Marley and the Whalers. Mm, Self-produced. Yeah. And so there's 10 songs on the album. So, and it's divided equally between side one and side two. So we'll listen to the first five songs and then uh, pause if you're listening along. Uh, Okay, so this is the first song on uh, Exodus by Bob Marley and the Whalers. It's called Natural Mystic. So here we go. All right, ending side one with the title track, Exodus. Very cool. Um, yeah, I'm really getting into this. Yeah, I like how uh, all the parts are actually very minimal, but when you put it together, it like creates this sort of tension. I just love that. Yeah, it's, it's like really a, cool. like an orchestra. Pretty much. The uh, I think the, probably the most complicated instrument is probably what the bass is doing, because it's... Uh, Great bass lines for sure. Yeah, the that's the thing about reggae. It's very it's very different than any other type of Western music. It's it's still in four four, but the you don't like the drums, like they don't play on every beat. Everything comes down on the three and it just creates this this space and 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 you're right like the drums are very sparse everything's just coming down on the three on just the the one beat leaves up the other three beats to for the other instruments to fill everything in and the the organ is just kind of chugging along and the guitar is just doing these sparse notes but every instrument is playing in different uh different times not different time signatures but at, at different times and it's creating this this atmosphere the the one thing i do notice about a lot of reggae music particularly the drums is the snare drum is tuned really high it's very sharp and piercing yeah but it's down in the mix so it's not too much yeah uh, yeah it's it's done really well yeah I always wondered, I had heard, I, I don't know if this is true, but I had heard that the reason that reggae is so bass heavy is because the quality of the sound systems that they had in Jamaica is was so that uh, they could, uh, they were, they were, it was like a poor country, and so the stereo equipment they had wasn't very good. And so they only heard the bass, like they couldn't hear any of the top end. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard that somewhere. I think it sort of depends. Um, It could be. I think it's some some systems we would have heard a lot of top end. Yeah. Because a lot of uh, poor sound systems are very tinny too, so. That is true. But they would stack speakers and speakers, especially like DJs and stuff like that. They would go and try and find, I mean, they try to find the most obscure like single that they could and sort of turn it into a hit yeah it was was a really weird way of like 
creating like a music scene but it was these djs that sort of just ran the scene and they would just pick out all these records and they'd blast them with these hours of speakers kind of like you know a grateful dead show or something like that yeah but it was just them spinning records um but uh they'd like create like uh street dances and stuff like that and and you know whoever had the most obscure records seemed to you know, reign supreme. But uh, <laughs> as far as these stereo systems go, they had so many speakers. They, I think they got a generally a rounded sound. Yeah. But yeah, I heard uh, something about, uh, you know, on the radio, like the bass would be sort of dropped out, like on those old um, uh, transistor radios and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like the, the sound was always a little bit off. So when they would try and replicate that sort of sound, it sort of came out kind of reggae-ish. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe it's the other way around, where the it was just the the top end that they could hear, and so they're co- compensating by guessing what the bass would sound like. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they were necessary. It's it probably wasn't that bad, but but they definitely like invented the sort of that, like you said, that sort of chugging reggae sound, which actually started with ska first, which a lot of people don't know. Ska actually predates reggae. It's not after. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, sort of, um, that sort of sound just sort of came out of, uh, well, it's hard, it's hard to sort of, you know, do the mental gymnastics as to how they invented it. They just did. Uh, like, I'm just fascinated by how how music influences other music. And like, it, you can usually trace like, Oh, okay, yeah, I can hear like the jazz in influence in that, or I can hear, you know, I can hear. Oh, there's some blues influence in that, and whatever. But and in but in reggae, it's like I don't know what they were listening to. Like I can't pick up. It's just so unique. Like it's just something totally different than anything else. It's like I don't know what the influences are, and that's actually kind of cool that it's so it's such a new thing and uh, it's pretty rare that like especially in 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 the western music that you sort of invent a style of music and you sort of have no trace of any other style i mean obviously there's things that they were listening to but it's like they really did something unique and um it's just it's so cool that this little island in the Caribbean had that much influence on, uh, j- you know, just that much uh, that the music became so popular from this, you know, little island in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. But uh, getting back to this album, yeah, and I mean, look, the 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 production on this is is pretty amazing too. I mean, it's very crisp and very lively uh, it's timeless it really is timeless like it doesn't you can't i know it's done in the 70s but you can't really pin it to one no, decade in particular it's so clean i mean it's got a little bit of that late 70s thing but by the late 70s it was starting like recording sound was starting to be very very clean it's not quite like you know the, what the early 70s was where it was still it's like a touch of muffled which i kind of like but it's definitely of its period. 
Whereas this was definitely a little bit more clean. It wasn't quite as, you know, polished to the bones as as it would get in the 80s. But it, it's uh it's it's very um it's just right. It's yeah. kind of uh, when you're going for a really clean sound, this is probably what you should aim for. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh it's just it's kind of perfect right in that sweet spot. Yeah. Um so yeah, so anyway, I guess we'll move on to the second side of the album. Uh and it starts with the song Jamming. So, here we go. Okay, ending the album with uh One Love slash People Get Ready. Yeah, there uh, the second half had a few uh hits on there, which is odd. I mean, you usually uh the hits are right at the beginning of the album. Sometimes I don't think they know what's going to be a hit till it becomes a hit. And I think that might have been the case with Bob Marley. Like he wrote a lot of hits. I think it's probably one of those cases he they didn't know quite that those songs were going to be the hits. I think yeah, I think honestly One Love is probably his most popular song or at least one of them between it and three little birds the, those two those two songs are probably his biggest ever so uh yeah um but you know well who cares what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah so yeah i think uh i mean this I, I i don't know what else to say about this album i mean it's just it's a classic it's the classic reggae album Bob Marley's the most popular reggae artist probably of all time. Um, I would say so. I think when people think of reggae, they think of Bob Marley. I mean, I, I know there's other really there's cool people like Bernie really Spear and Peter Tosh, but uh, Bob Marley is... Toots and the Maytals, probably my favorite. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like Bob Marley and the Whalers are like, they're the Beatles of reggae. Like, oh, of course. You know, yeah. no question. Yeah, and it's just it's it's. I know that reggae is popular, but I kind of wish it were more popular. Like, you know, like like rock is kind of ubiquitous, and you know, pop and hip hop and all these other genres are pretty ubiquitous. But it's like, well, rock sort of lost a lot of popularity over the past little while. It has, but it's still. It's still there. Yeah, um, I guess. You know, and like they kind of, they, like they play Bob Marley on classic rock radio. Yes, they do. You know, so it's... Well, I would almost bet that, uh, I would almost say that rock and roll has sort of fallen to the popularity that reggae is always at. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is okay, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty happy when it was pretty when it was in the forefront but mm-hmm. then again i can't always get what i want and it's still there and i can still enjoy it so you know but you know that that happens to every genre of course that, it does you know that happened to jazz it happened to you know it just it's always going to be there but it's at one time it's the most popular and then it just it dies off and something new comes along um but uh well i guess what i'm saying is i wish like reggae is popular in Jamaica and it's somewhat popular here, but it's not, it was, it was never that 
it was never like rock and roll. It was never like it was never really part of the mainstream other than Bob Marley was never really part of the mainstream. And it's like, I kind of wish that it had gotten over that sort of hurdle of, yeah. And it's like, okay, just being embraced by, Mm -hmm. by, you know, the mainstream, I suppose. Um, Because I mean, it's, it's great. And it's like, I wish more people would sort of discover it. Yeah. But it was competing with rock and roll at the same, because it kind of emerged around the same time. Um, and rock and roll was just such a, a, a force that it couldn't help, but its best bet was to be blended within the rock and roll genre as a subgenre of rock and roll, which I guess it kind of is in a way. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. It's sort of its own thing, but it's still definitely got that. It's got a rock and roll side to it. Like its structure is still very rock and roll adjacent. Yeah. Um, more so than I would say it was blues adjacent or anything like that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, more yeah, it's um yeah, you're right. It like just but it it's it's also really its own thing. Like I was saying earlier, yeah, it's course. really really like it it's hard to yeah, I mean you can go back and forth on it, but um yeah. Yeah. Uh anyway, I really enjoyed this album. And, oh yeah, me too. And uh, like you, I'd never sat down and listened to uh, a reggae album from start to finish, uh, let alone a Bob Marley album. And um, and I'm glad. And I I, I kind of want to go back and listen to the earlier albums, the more more political albums that he did, like Natty Dread and the other one. I, I have sat down and listened to um, the Toots and the Maytal record from back to front. So I'm, yeah sort of familiar with that i I figured you know oh i like these guys um you know so i figured i'll listen to an album of theirs and stuff like that and i especially love this you know around the late 60s into the early 70s yeah yeah so i'm you know there but no i hadn't listened to a bob marley album like straight through yeah i but i was definitely familiar with certain songs of his for sure Mm -hmm. uh yeah Uh, yeah same uh, like I knew yeah. most of the hits, um, but yeah, never heard, never listened to an album. So the question, uh, would you listen to this again? Oh yeah. I feel like I, I might have to again, cause there's a few, couple of songs in there that, that I feel like I wasn't paying close enough attention to the first time through. So there's probably more to discover in there. Um, just little pieces of, you know, musical trivia or, or uh, you know, listen to a, a really get get into a certain baseline on something, or oh, look, listen to that organ part. That's just great. Um, there's just so many parts to these. Oh, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I I would absolutely listen to this again. Um, yeah, it's uh, definitely going in in my collection. Uh, so yeah, uh, and I I, I want to go back and listen to his other albums because I'm really curious. Um, so yeah, I guess we will end the, sh- the episode there. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, um, you can go to polyphonicpress.com and ch- drop us a line and ch- go and just say hi and check out past episodes and everything like that. And, uh, you can, if you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash polyphonic press and, and uh, oh yeah there's there's stuff you can do on get on patreon like 
uh, the, the week be- before these episodes go live, you can get the episode there and uh, you get a shout out at the end of these episodes and uh, you can even pick an album for us to review. Uh, so if that sounds appealing, definitely check that out. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm Jeremy okay. Boyd. I'm John Van Dyke. Take it easy. <laughs>